song, good Sunday school lesson, and uh, we could already leave and say it's been good to be in the Lord's house. Uh, open your Bible to Genesis 25 this morning, and I want to begin reading in verse 19 and to the completion of the chapter. If you'd stand with us this morning when you found your place, page 38 in the Schofield Bible. Verse 19 says, And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son, Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac was forty years old when he took Rebekah to wife, and the daughter of Bethgul, the Sererian of Pandamram, and sister to Laban, the Sererian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah his wife conceived. And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red all over like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was three score years old when she bare them. The boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field. Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Thank you. Be seated. Our fathers, we come to you this morning. Lord, we come this morning and we ask you, Lord, to open up our ears and our heart today that we might hear and receive the Word of God. We're thankful, Lord, for those that you brought in today, Lord, to be in this worship service. We thank you that the Spirit of the Lord has already spoken to a heart that obeyed the Lord came to the altar in that in the giving of thanks. And uh, Lord, as we look to you this morning, we realize it's in you. We live, we move, we have our being. We pray today for that person today that does not know Christ and the free pardon of sin as of yet. But we pray today might be the day that they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We pray today for those of us that have been saved a long time, that, Lord, that you'll stir our hearts today 
put a desire in us to want to be closer to you because I know that you have the desire to want to be closer to us. Now, Father, we ask you today to bless your word and send it forth and might it accomplish in the place where you send it. And we'll give you the thanks and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to preach a, a message that I, I preached on Wednesday night back in the early years of COVID uh, when it was kind of a red zone. We didn't have many people coming uh, to the services. And uh, sermons are like songs. They're made to be preached or sung more than once. Now I have heard sermons and I have preached a few sermons and probably sung a few songs and heard a few songs that they shouldn't even been preached or sung once. Uh, but I don't believe this is of that uh, such this morning. Uh, I, I want to preach this morning about of this chapter here. And of course it's talking about the birthright that Esau so easily sold away. Now the birthright usually refers to the elder son gets all the blessings. And in Israel's case, it referred to the elder son, he got a double inheritance. And so it wasn't nothing to scoff about when we, when we read about him giving away his birthright. And uh, I want to preach this morning using this text, this morning, Sky High Chili. And I call it Sky High Chili because verse 30 said what it gave him was red in color. And uh, had uh, some meat in it and so it was kind of like chili. Now, don't misunderstand me and think that I said Skyline Chili. Uh, that is a chain and headquartered in Ohio. I never had to eat there until uh, I was preaching up in Ohio and a fellow asked me if I'd ever eat there and he said no. And So he took me over there and I, I did have that experience. Uh, but that's not what I'm preaching about this morning. I'm preaching about this bowl of chili that Esau paid a sky high price for. And uh, what happened back there, God didn't just record this because He didn't have nothing to put in Genesis 25. But the Bible said that all the Word of God is it's written for admonishment. Amen. The Bible said that that happened back there has something to do with us that are up here. And there's something we need to see out of these Old Testament truths that have been recorded in the Word of God. There's none of them inessential or unimportant. Uh, all the Bible is important for you to know and to learn. Amen. And so when we look at this, I just want to say a few things this morning. Uh, but I want you to look at verse 19 and verse 20. And the Bible said, And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son, and Abraham begun Isaac. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Sererian of Panoram, the sister to Laban, the Sererian. Well, what we have here is we have given a short genealogy of Esau. And uh, what I think God wants us to see out of this this morning uh, is we want to see that Esau came from pretty good family. Amen. 
His grandpa and grandma was Abraham and Sarah. And he had a pretty good dad and mom, Isaac and Rebekah. But what we see in all of that is we see uh, uh, that it don't matter if you come from a good family or not, you can still turn out bad. Now your chances are, are higher if you come from a good family of turning out good. Uh, but it's not a 100% guarantee. Uh, Esau had a great grandpa and a great grandma and the Bible said of his grandfather, the Bible said that he was a friend of God. Amen. That's a pretty good thing to be said about somebody is that you are a friend of God. And Abraham was not only the friend of God, but Abraham is called the father of faith. Amen. And so here is Esau. And Esau has a good granddad. Esau has a good grandma. Uh, but he still turns out somewhat bad. Amen. And uh, Esau, the Bible says about Esau, when he came out, he was red uh, and hairy all over. Uh, well, my grandmother, that goes along with what she always said, all my, all my kids were, were born without any hair. Uh, they didn't have any hair. Not a, not a, not a sprig of hair. Nowhere when they was born and my grandmother said when she saw them, she said, that's good. She said, that means they're of good stock. Amen. I, I, well, I don't know about all that. I'm not saying if yours is born with a head full of hair that they ain't worth killing. I don't mean that. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying this morning that, that Esau, his grandfather, was a friend of God. And don't you know that Abraham prayed a lot for his grandson? And you know what? Don't never quit praying for them grandchildren. Amen. Don't never give up. Don't never lose heart. Uh, uh, but I do want to say this, uh, that just because you pray for them don't mean they're going to turn out right. Uh, uh, it can still go bad. Amen. But I believe that God will answer your prayer in every way that God can answer your prayer uh, other than forcing His uh, will upon somebody. I don't believe that God forces His will upon people. I believe that God will do everything within the persuasive power of God, and that's a lot uh, uh, to try to get somebody to go the wrong way. Uh, but I still believe that God has left us with a free will. Amen. Uh, uh, it's whosoever will. It's whether or not you choose to or not. Amen. And so we look at this, and, and his, his, his grandfather, was a friend of God. He was the father of faith. Uh, and his father Isaac, uh, his father Isaac, uh, why he's a type of Christ in Genesis 22 when they go up on the mountaintop and Abraham offers Isaac there. And Isaac, his father, is used in the Bible as a very type of Christ. Amen. Uh, the Bible said that not only Abraham was one that built altars and prayed, uh, uh, but we read here that Isaac entreated the Lord uh, uh, for Rebekah because she was barren. And he got an answer to his prayer. And so Isaac was also a man of prayer. Amen. Uh, now listen, it's a big plus in your life uh, if you've got a mom and daddy or if you've got a grandfather and grandmother that knows how to pray. That's a big plus. Amen. Uh, uh, you ought to thank God for that. Amen. But on the other hand, 
If your grandfather wasn't worth killing, your grandmother wasn't worth killing, uh, if your mother and father forsook you, that's not a direct sign that you got to turn out and be no good. Amen. Uh, uh, there's a lot of lot of people that got saved, got right with God, and served God, uh, and uh, their parents had no time for God, uh, uh, but still they turned out right. What I'm trying to say, if you want to turn out right, you can. Amen. God will help you do it. Amen. And so we see Esau's relatives here uh, uh, that they were good. Amen. And uh, so uh, we see here a record that's recorded for us in verse 24 through 27. And we read it there a minute ago. Now Esau has several marks that point to spiritual failure. First of all, Esau in type was the firstborn. Amen? We read that. The Bible said he came first out. And so he's firstborn. Now firstborn in the Bible, uh, firstborn in the Bible, spiritually speaking, uh, uh, firstborn, it seemed like God never uses the firstborn. God always uses the secondborn, which is a type uh, of being born again. Amen? God never uses the flesh much. God never uses the firstborn much. Uh, uh, what God uses is that person that's secondborn, born again. Amen. The Bible said of Esau that he came out and he was hairy and red all over. Why well, you can go back to Genesis 4. Adam and Eve had two sons and the first one was Cain and he didn't turn out too good. Now don't go out of the church today and say, Brother Ricky said I was the firstborn so I wasn't worth killing. You'd be lying like a Persian rug. I didn't say that, amen. I, uh, I'm talking in a spiritual sense. Uh, uh, in a spiritual sense, the firstborn is not worth much, amen. The Bible says of our flesh, it says there's no good thing in it, amen. Our flesh. Uh, and it's only when we get God in us that we have something good in us, uh, because uh, the Bible said there's none good, no, not one. Not a one of us is good uh, as compared to Jesus Christ. Amen. We have a good picture of this. Again, the firstborn in Luke 15. And uh, the Bible tells about that elder son, the firstborn son. And you know what happened? Why, the secondborn son, he messed up. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but that firstborn son, when the secondborn son come back, uh, uh, when he come back to his father and repented and asked God to forgive him, the firstborn son, uh, he didn't ex receive it too good. The Bible said in verse 25, Now his elder brother was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. Now here's what, the, here's what the flesh does. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him, and he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him uh, the fatted calf. And the father said this, 
He said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine, because he's the firstborn. And uh, so he was supposed to get all the inheritance. But notice what he did. The Bible said he was angry. He was angry. You know what it is that gets angry unless it's a unless it's a godly anger, and there is such a thing. The Bible said, "Be angry and sin not." You ought to get angry when you see some of this crowd that uh, what they're promoting and what they're pushing. There ought to be something that bubbles up inside of you and makes you angry, and you won't have to repent for that tonight when you go to bed. The Bible said, "Be angry and sin not." There's some things that ought to make you mad. Amen. Uh, there's something wrong with a fellow that, that evil and sin and wickedness can't make them mad. There's something wrong with a fellow like that. But this is a different type of anger. The Bible said he was angry. Why was he angry? He was angry because his brother had come back. His brother got right with God. And so we see Esau here, and he's a type of that firstborn. The Bible said in Luke 15, the brother was jealous. Amen. Now there is a godly jealousy uh, that's not a sin. God is a jealous God, but God don't sin. And there's a jealousy you can have that's not sin. It's a godly jealousy. But there's a jealousy that the flesh promotes uh, uh, that is straight from the devil. Uh, You see, the devil was jealous of the Father God. Uh, He was jealous of the worship, jealous of the praise, jealous what he was getting and got him kicked out of heaven. Amen. And that sinful jealousy might keep you out. Amen. He was angry. He was jealous. And he was hateful. He was hateful to his father. I mean, he told his father what he had done. And he was hateful with his father. Disrespectful to his father. And the flesh is always hateful to the father. The flesh is disrespectful of the Father. Amen. Uh, and he was unrepentant. He never did repent. Amen. Uh, uh, this I'm talking about this elder brother. No place in the scripture does it say he repented. The story just ends and it goes out. Uh, and I've said preaching on that before. It's a picture of the flesh. Uh, and if the flesh is left to itself, it'll never repent. It'll never repent. God, God helps us to be moved to repentance. God grants us repentance. Uh, And if you ever repent, it ain't nothing to do with your flesh. Uh, It's that God has got a hold of your heart. Amen. Made you sorry for what you've done. He was unrepentant. He had no love for his brother. All All he had to say was bad about his brother. That's always the flesh. Amen. And whenever, whenever you or I, we start putting down our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, that's not the Spirit, that's the flesh. It always does that, amen. And we've all been guilty of that. And he was selfish, amen. Uh, uh, he, wanted, he wanted it all. He didn't want his brother to have none of it. Uh, uh, well, all of those are just some marks that we see here in Esau that lets us know he's a type of the flesh. The Bible said that his first love, his first love uh, was the field. Look at it there in our text. And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter of man of the field. What what Esau loved, uh, he loved the field. Well, Jesus said the field is the world. 
I think we draw a text here, a type here, amen. Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present evil world, amen. His first love was not, not the birthright. His first love was not spiritual things. The Bible said his first love uh, was the field and hunting, and those were the things that he loved. Uh, it's a type of the flesh. The Bible said in 1 John 2 and 15, the Bible said, Love not the world, either the things that are in the world. Uh, uh, for all that is in this world is the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life, and the love of the Father is not in them. Amen. You say, I'm not supposed to love my, my home and all, my house. I didn't say that. I said, our first love ought to be uh, uh, the Lord. Amen. Our first love ought to be spiritual things. Uh, uh, the Lord Jesus, the man come to him and said, What is uh, uh, the greatest commandment? And he said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. You say, Are you there, preacher? No, but I'm trying to be. Amen. Uh, uh, and you and I ought to be trying to love God and love the church and love the Bible and love the things of God. Every morning of my life I get up and get along with God and my first words to Him is God forgive me. My second word to Him is Father I love you. I, I, I love the Lord Jesus. I love the Holy Ghost of God. I love the Word of God. I love the church and I love lost souls and none of them enough. Lord help me to love them more. Amen. I, I, but you see that fleshly man he's only interested in loving the things of this world. That's why when you headed this way to church, you met the guy in the boat going the other way. Amen. That's why when you got ready and come this way to the house of God, you met another lady and she's headed to the mall or the flea markets or uh, somewhere like that. Amen. Uh, Esau, his first love was the things of the world. Notice his favor. The Bible said Isaac loved Esau Isaac loved Esau. Now when you study out Isaac, he starts out pretty good. But when you get down to the end of his life, he falters. When you get over to the next chapter, you know what he did? He lost his spiritual sight and discernment there. When you get on over a few chapters, you know what he did? He started going by feeling instead of the Word of God. Thus saith the Word of God. And you know what you do when you get in the flesh? Some people think it's spiritual. It's not spiritual. When you go all by feeling, that's not spiritual. That's what Esau did and he was deceived. But spiritual is when you go by what the Word of God says. That's good preaching, Brother Rick, if I am doing it. Amen. I like feeling. I, I want some feeling. I go by feeling. Uh, sometimes when my feeling lines up with the Word of God. But I have had feelings that didn't line up with the Word of God. Amen. Sometimes you get in a real good service, you have to be careful about that. You say, what do you mean? Well, the devil don't want that Word preached. And you can get in a service where the feelings take over and the Word of God don't get preached. Now, that's why you don't have services like that every Sunday. You say, why? Because the Word of God getting preached is the paramount thing. 
It's the preeminent thing. Amen. But every now and then, Lord Jesus, I think every now and then, He says, Brother Rick, just move over. I've got this today. And I like it when He does that. Amen. I like it when the Lord deals. And God knows us here in America have all heard enough preaching to save the whole world. Amen. But we still need preaching. Amen. The Bible said that His first love was the field. He had favor with Isaac who was His father. But do you notice what the Word of God said? Oh, it's so important to notice every word, every jot, every tittle. The Bible said Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his Vincent. Isaac favored Esau not because he is spiritual, but because he could cook a good meat. Amen. You see, a lot of people love people, not anything to do with spirituality, but it's what they can get from them. You see, he loved Isaac because Isaac could give him a deer steak, what he liked, amen. It doesn't say he loved Isaac because he's his firstborn, because he is his boy, he's his favorite son. It said he loved him because he ate of his Benson. Why do you love church this morning? Why do you love Jesus this morning? Why do you love the Bible this morning? You see, it's important not just to love, but it's important why we love. Why we love. Esau, you know what God said about Esau? God said in Malachi 1 and 3, I hate Esau. God said that. I thought God was love. He is love. Don't you love some people and hate some people? You not only need to learn the love life of Jesus, you ought to learn the hate life of Jesus. Some things He hated, we ought to hate. Some things He loves, we ought to love. Now, the Bible gives us an explanation for God saying, uh, God saying, Esau I hated in Jude one twenty three. The Bible said that God hated even the garment spotted by the flesh. Uh, and it wasn't Esau himself, but it was that fleshly thing, that fleshly thing that God hated. Uh, it don't matter if it's Esau. It don't matter if it's Steve Pruitt. It don't matter if it's Mike Gibson. If it's the flesh of anybody, Rick Prophet, God hates the flesh. Uh, but God loves the spiritual. Amen. And then Esau, he's a type of the flesh. He's not only firstborn, and his first love's not only the world, and he's not just favored because of what he can do in the flesh, but he's frantic. Look at it. The Bible said he's been out hunting. It said the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. Now, Esau's a good hunter. He knows how to do it. Amen. He ain't like me. He knows how to go out and bag whatever he's coming out after. Amen. But he didn't get one that day. And you know why he didn't get one that day? God didn't allow him to have one. Sometimes you don't get what you're after because God wants to see how you're going to react if you don't get it. Amen. A lot of people, listen, a lot of people, uh, they base everything on this. If they pray for something and they get it, they think it's God's will. I, uh, but you know what? God can let you have something that ain't His will. Amen. Uh, uh, the Bible said Israel wanted a king. Uh, and the Bible said God let them have it, but it wasn't His will. Amen. Uh, 
I tell you what, sometimes it's the will of God that you don't get it, amen. That I don't get it, amen. I don't never base, base your bottom line on the fact that it's God's will because it worked out. I, I sometimes God just lets you have it to show you don't need it. Amen. Watch this here. The Bible said, Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I'm at the point to die. He's frantic. He wasn't about to die. He'd only miss one meal. And even if he was a diabetic, maybe his sugar was low, but he wasn't about to die. But you know what the flesh does? The flesh is always frantic. And no matter what it is, the, the flesh is frantic, amen. I've been passing, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I've been the pastor here for 42 years. I, I get a lot of calls throughout the weeks and the months. I, and I, most of the time, all of them is an emergency. But 99% of the time, they're not an emergency. Uh, there is sometimes they are emergency. There is sometimes, but they're the few, amen. Uh, uh, but the flesh makes us think that everything's a crisis. You say, why? The devil gets you moving, doing some stuff without praying about it, amen? God, my disposition that God gave me is uh, I don't get real excited unless I'm preaching or the things of God. And it's just the way God made me. My grandmother was the same way. You could go in and tell my grandmother something awful and she wouldn't shed a tear. She wouldn't say a word. She just... I'm a Jones. That's Joneses. We're kind of that way. It's just the way God made us. But the flesh itself goes off whenever some little something happens. Oh my God! What are we going to do? The dishwasher's tore up. That's the flesh. The spiritual part is calm. See, Jesus was the height of spirituality. When the storm came, the disciples are running backwards and forth on the ship. Oh God, we're going to perish. What are we going to do? Uh, you know what Jesus is doing? He's back there asleep. They wake Him up and He says, I got this. Amen. You see, one of the things that helps us not to be frantic is to realize God is in control. Amen. We don't need to leave God out of any equation because He's what makes it all come out all right. Amen. Frantic. And then, notice the finish here. He said, Behold, I am at the point to die. It's over with. It's all over with. And the Bible said he was faint. Well, Jacob, if Esau is the firstborn, Jacob's the secondborn, we'll use him a type of somebody that's saved. 
several marks upon his spirituality. Number one, I've already said it, he's the second born. And you see, unless you're second born, you have no spirit at all other than a dead spirit. If you if you never if you've just first born. Notice this, he's the second born, and he has an encounter with God. You've read about it. Esau has an encounter with God. If you've been saved, you should have had an encounter with God somewhere back through the years. You say, what do you mean? Well, let me say it this way. There ought to be a time you had an experience with God. You met God, amen. If you've been born again, you've had an experience with God somewhere down the road. When I ask you this morning if you're saved, if you ask me, Brother Rick, are you saved? My mind that quick races back to a little community called Temple Hill Baptist Church and a little old Baptist church there at the front of the church. That's where God saved me. Amen. That's where I had an experience with God. And as 10 year old, you don't know much about your experience with God. You're just kind of like the, the old Indian that walked out over the Grand Canyon and looked. He said something big happened here. And if you if you've been saved, you don't know all about it. You just know something big happened back there, and you never did get over it. But look, even though he had an experience with God, even though he was second born, Jacob struggled. You see, a, a saved spiritual person, even though they're saved. Second born, they still have struggles. You say, why? Well, even in the womb, the Bible said, uh, even in the womb, the Bible said, when her days were come to be delivered, they were fulfilled, and there, uh, there were twins. Verse 23 said, And he said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, two minors of people shall be separated from the bowels, and one people shall be stronger than the other people and the elder shall serve the younger amen you still got your flesh uh, but it's supposed to serve your spirit amen uh, uh, you're not supposed to have your spirit serving your flesh uh, you're going to struggle sometimes amen you're going to struggle sometimes sometimes to the point you think you ain't even been saved but the fact you struggle is a real good a real good possibility you're saved. You say, why? Because before you got saved, there's only one in there. The flesh is the only one in there. You don't struggle much when the flesh is the only one in there. But when you get born again, the Spirit of God gets inside of you. That's when the battle starts. That's when that struggle takes place. Amen. And we have to stay in church. We have to stay in the Bible. We have to stay on our knees. We have to stay under preaching. We have to stay under teaching. Why? we got to feed that spirit so it will be stronger than the flesh. And if all you ever do is look at a phone, if all you ever do is look at a TV, and you never open a Bible, I want you to know that the flesh is going to be stronger than the spirit, and you're going to have a struggle. To me, they had a ministerial meeting over here years ago at town. I just started in the ministry, and I never went to the ministerial meeting. 
they kept on me so bad once after I'd been preaching about a year that I did go. They stood me right beside a Catholic priest and another denomination on the other side. And they told me to join hands with them. And as soon as I did, I felt the displeasure of God. And I said, I'll never go again. And I never have. And they asked me one time, they said, Brother Rick said, you need to join the ministerial association so you can help us with a hospital visit. And a nurse standing there said, he visits more than all of you put together now. Amen. Esau, Jacob is a type of the spiritual man. If you're struggling, listen, that don't mean you're lost. That's a good indication you're saved. Amen. Well, that's Esau's record. Talking about sky high chili. We see Esau's relatives. Look in verse 31 through 34. Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. There's another mark that Jacob has some spirituality. Why? He wants something of God. That's a spiritual thing. You ought to want some of that Bible. You ought to want some of these truths. You ought to want uh, some of this door knocking. You ought to want some of this track passing out. Uh, you ought to want some of this prayer meeting. Amen. There ought to be something in you that wants something spiritual. Amen. The Bible said, and Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And he said, Esau said, Behold, I'm at the point to die. What profit shall this birthright do to me? That's the flesh speaking. What good is it going to, go to do me to go to church this morning? What good is it going to do me to waste time praying, reading the Bible? That's the flesh talking. Spirit wouldn't say nothing like that. And he said, Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore to him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Uh, the flesh hates anything spiritual. If you're saved, the flesh don't like it. Amen. If you're saved, most of the time you're a reproach to the lost person, the person uh, that's not saved and has nothing for the things of God. They don't want to be around you. We knocked on a door yesterday and uh, the man said, I'm not interested. I don't want to hear it. Well, I doubt if he's full of the Holy Ghost, don't you? I doubt if the man's even saved. Even a backslidden man would stand there and listen. Amen. You say people do that when you go out. Yeah, you'll try it. You learn a lot about folks. Well, he paid way too high a price for this bowl of chili. Have you ever, did you ever want something so bad? I mean, you want it so bad, you could just taste it. You want it so bad. And then when you got it, you're sick of it. I didn't say your husband. You thought that. Amen. The Bible said Esau, he wanted this, but when he got it, it didn't even taste good. 
You say why? Because the writer of Hebrews expounds upon it. He said it didn't have but one morsel of meat in it. That's pretty watery chili, isn't it? One morsel of meat. Isn't that the way the devil always does? He always makes it look so good, and then when you get it, you're sitting down saying, Why did I do this? This ain't even no good. I gave what look what I give up for this. That's the way Esau was. The Bible said it had one morsel of meat in it. Just one morsel of meat in it. Had a distaste for it. There's some people in the Bible that lost their taste for things. Jonah never did like fish after that whale experience. The prodigal son never did care for bacon or pork chops after being down there in the hog pen. And Peter never did like chicken because one of them told on him, amen. Somebody said, asked me the other day, said, why do you preachers all like chicken? I said, well, because that one told on Peter we're trying to eat them all up, amen. <laughs> you had a distaste for it. Have you ever noticed I've watched men leave their wives for other women? And I've watched them after about ten years, they can't stand them. And most of the time that woman can't stand them. Why? Because of what happened, what, uh, what they did. I've watched that. That's, that's the way it works a lot of times. I've watched people uh, leave the church for things and then they can't stand the thing they left the church for. It left a distaste in his mouth. And because of that distaste, he had a bad disposition. The Bible said in verse 35, Esau despised his birthright. And it said he despised his brother. And the Bible says in Hebrews 12, 15, the Bible said, listen to what it says, Lest there be any fornicator, a profane person as Esau. This tells us there was a problem before the chili incident. Who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright, for you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. So he had a bitterness. And every time he got around somebody that brought up a birthright, he was bitter. You ever notice when you get something in your life, an old root of bitterness, for whatever reason it was, whenever you get around somebody and they bring up what you're bitter about, it come, brings it out. It comes up again. Amen. I preached a sermon the other day called Little as Much as God is in it. And I left out one of the major points, I think, when I preached it. But the major point was little as much, not only when God gets in it, but little as much when the devil gets in it. People flirt around with a little sin, little bitterness, little unforgiveness, little jealousy, little anger. Oh, it's just a little thing. Yeah, it is, but the devil gets in it. I've known people that's killed other people. 
because it started out with a little bit of jealousy. But the devil got in. I know folks this morning, I know folks this morning that's at a, a rehab house because they smoked a little weed, took a little pill, snorted a little coke. But the devil got in it! Turns out a big thing. You better keep them little roots pulled out of your heart. You better keep them pulled out because if you don't, they'll grow up and they'll become a tree that the fowls of the air come and lodge in. Amen. Had a bad disposition. And I'm done, but it came to a dead end. You say, what happened? Well, like everybody, like everything we do in the flesh, if we ever, somewhere down the road, we regret what we did. I don't guess there's a soul here, to be honest today, that wouldn't regret something they did back yonder. And thank God, with the Lord Jesus Christ, 1 John 1 and 9, thank God we can get forgiveness. But you know what? There's some things you can repent of, but you really can't repent of them. You say, what do you mean? You can't turn around and redo it. God forgive you of it. But it's broke down some things that now you can't go back to where you were. Oh, I wouldn't say Esau didn't get right with God. He sought it with tears. He prayed. He sought God out. But he couldn't get that birthright back. You can get right with God. But there may be some things you can't never get back. The Bible said he found no place of repentance. To me, that's saying... He found no way to get that birthright back. He found no way he could turn. There wasn't nothing he could do. He couldn't buy it back. He couldn't get it back. Some things you just can't get back when you mess up. I've told people this for years in counseling. They say, Preacher, my life's in a mess. And I realize I made a mistake. In charity, I say, yes, you have. And you can never be back in the very perfect will of God for your life because you can't get back there. But you can be in permissive will of God. You can be in acceptable will of God. And the best thing you can do, no matter how you've messed up or how bad you've, you've flubbed it, the best thing you can do is do the most right thing from where you're at. The most right thing is come and ask the Lord to forgive you. The next right thing might be go to ask somebody else to forgive you. I don't know. But you do the most right thing. So I've been divorced. I can't go back to my first wife and I don't want to. Well, God's perfect will is one man, one woman for all eternity. That's God's perfect will. And I realize that there's some people that I know has been married three times and they're happier now than they was any of the others. But they're still not in the perfect will of God. The perfect will of God would have been if they had met that third person the first time. But you know what they can do? 
They can ask God to forgive them. They can go on from where they're at. They can make the best of what they got and trust the mercy and grace of God. And He's a very merciful God. Amen. Father, as we come to you this morning,